Welcome to I Want Business, the small business podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Craig. I am here with my partner in crime, David. Hoy hoy. Ooh, nice switch. See, I like that. And we've got our producer extraordinaire, Brian Fritz, podcastingdoneright.com, with us as well. He's going to check in in the trivia zone. But first, we had a little sabbatical. We had a hiatus. This is episode 18. You didn't think we'd get here. We're here. I went overseas. Our clients are very important to us. So we put the work down. And now we're coming back to you with back-to-back-to-back-to-back episodes. So stay tuned for a lot of great stuff. Now. We always start our episodes off with David's tool of the episode. Now, we're going to talk about offline marketing and a lot of marketing in this podcast. But first, we want to prepare you with an app, a tool that you can use. I even use it, so I might even have some feedback this time. I use this one. I literally use it. My wife uses it. Take it away, David. Yeah. So this is a um, iOS and Android app called Genius Scan. And a lot of times... um, it 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 just works for uh, business, personal, and everything. And what it does, it's a uh, pretty much it turns your phone into a paper scanner. I mean, is the 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 bee's knees of what it does, oh, and it, and it does incredible. it great. And the cool part about it is uh, just where has it has the 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 camera phone has gotten better. It the technology has gotten better. It can do black and white. It can do color. You can export it to Google Drive to email. As I said, it does Android. And there's there's just all the possibilities. And yes, it is a bit of a frustration that you have to uh, do like you know each page at a time. You can't like auto. You know no, they batch. You, you can batch. You know I know. But I'm saying like you can't oh, like put right. it in oh, and right. like like scan a bunch of pages. Like a so you got to move each one. But you know just just overall, if you have like a three or four page you know document or contract that you sign that you got to send over, it's 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 a lifesaver. That's huge. You mentioned contracts, and that was the moment for me where I was like, oh, I have to use this. So for the entertainment business, which again we've talked about in many different podcasts, sometimes there'll be contracts, and the the I know we could easily just buy a scanner or whatever, but this one was free. <laughs> no money spent. I sign the back page. I date it. I genius scan it. It's already in my email off to the to the whoever it is, the right. client or the vendor or whatever. We've used it for insurance purposes, for contract purposes. And I mentioned my wife even uses it because, again, she uses it for both work and personal. This thing is great. I know that there is a, a paid yeah. version where it opens up more of what you can do. You can export it to more more apps. Things. I think, yeah, there's other apps and then they have like a cloud hosting so they can even like host your documents. You don't have to keep them on your phone. But I've never paid a dime and I've gotten, I've done a 12-page PDF. I've done a lot of different contracts. It it syncs with Gmail for free. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it that that you don't even need to pay for. Genius Scan as, as somebody in business where you might be using signed documents or something that has to be sent over from you know paper right on your phone I, it doesn't get any better yeah it's even good for uh, you think businesses that are out and about right you know if you're on the road and and you're 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 a salesman or you're doing something you know and you're not necessarily located in an office you now have the abilities to take paper documents and make them you know, you know, electronic versions. I've even used them in the, the office here to take some of the stuff that we get from clients and just 
have it so we have digital copies of it it's it's just been really helpful but but at the same point i i've, I've never felt it's ever slowed me down in a project and it, it works every time i also love the abilities that it has now where you just have to like hover it over a, a, a oh it auto yeah a piece adjusts. of paper and it automatically puts puts the box around it it knows exactly where it is and if it's like a little wonky it straightens it for you and it looks all good even and better yeah I, they they take if your paper's a weird color it'll make it white it'll make it white yeah they're like if your paper's off white or yellow or some people use well, weird colors you can you can have it on your computer screen as in white for me i prefer that well the lane's never right because in the abilities of hovering a phone over a piece oh, of the paper shadows. there's always a shadow it takes it out and it takes a shadow out and it's like it's thank, pretty impressive. Thank you for the magic. Thank you, Genius Scan. Thank you, Genius Scan. No, it's it's a great <laughs> tool, and and you know, again, if a lot of times I think I see people with you know other apps that they've used or whatever, and they were oh, it's it's good, but you know, again, this one has like twenty million downloads. I think I've used it since iOS. They got one more download. I think three. I feel like Brian was doing it in real time. I think so. That's he's, that's twenty million in one. You're welcome, Genius sold. Scan. Sold. Our tool of the week pertains to what we're doing, offline marketing. We talked about paper, literally paper. Why would you need paper? We're, we're talking digital marketing. Marketing is this huge monster of a thing, right? It's everything from a billboard you saw, a radio spot, those ads you see on, on your computer, your phone, a text message you're getting from the movie theater. Marketing comes in many forms. And I kind of wanted to kick this off by throwing something at both our producer extraordinaire and David. So I looked up some stuff, some data, and I know trivia is coming later. And this will be really funny if it's one of your questions, but I don't think it is. So on average, companies spend a certain percentage of their annual revenue on marketing. It might be a question that he got. Well, uh, <laughs> well, that's, go, go get her a question. No, no, no. It's funny. So, don't, then Brian, don't answer. You can't answer you know that. It. I want to know what you think, David, on average. Now, the, and the problem here, too, is the average would be big companies mixed with small businesses. Okay. But on average, what would you say? A business spends on, on overall marketing. Overall Percentage marketing. of annual revenue. Gross. I mean, I would, I, I would give the number some, somewhere around maybe 10%. That is dead on the money, my man. Okay. That is dead on the money. 10.4% of annual revenue spent on overall marketing. And I want those business owners or potential business owners listening to kind of let that wash over them for a second. So for every hundred bucks you bring in, you should be figuring out how to at least put 10 of it toward Aside. getting that next sale, yeah. toward that next thing. And I guess what we want to cover in, in this episode, there's so much information about offline marketing. We're going to talk about a few different things. So I want to start, I guess, with print. Mm -hmm. We do some print. We've done a lot of print for clients of ours. Print could be a lot of different things. Business cards, flyers, brochures. They're not out yet is what is what I guess I'm I'm getting at. They're not completely dinosaur extinct at this point. Right. Even even us as a, a, a relative digital marketing company, as we would call ourselves, still dabble in enough print that shows that it's not extinct. Right. And it could be used in conjunction. And I think we're going to we're going to kind of progress through that here. So I wanted to kind of make this this episode from stories of things we've done yeah. for some clients and then kind of bridge that gap because another stat that stood out to me was that, and, it, and this may show up later too, but so apparently marketing professionals do some sort of networking and they communicate with one another, especially online these days. And 35% of senior marketing professionals, people who have been doing it longer than five years, think that by next year, 
50% of all marketing will be digital. Hmm. Now, it's not 50% yet. And that, doesn't, and that doesn't surprise me, and I'll tell you why. It, it, I, I saw your face. For those who can't, we're not doing video. David was a little surprised that it's not yet at 50%. I, I am surprised, but continue. But think of TV. Think of radio. Sure. Think of billboard. These are still some of the most viable marketing means. And technically, now this is really tough to, to equate, but the same kind of article that I was looking at for this claims that Prince ROI is still cream of the crop. Whereas they can get you that 120% return on investment from a print piece where TV doesn't come even close for most people. Radio doesn't come close. We've covered ROI in a lot of our episodes before. Return on investment. That's what marketing is about. Right. It's like how much money are you willing to spend to get another client? Now, billboard and pr print as a whole is where we're going to start here. But, but it, there's so much in it. Like I said, it could be the business card of the brochure, but print is also that billboard. That was that's, that's a print ad. It's just humongous. It's, I think, the most expensive form of print that you can do and really one of the hardest to track. Right. And wouldn't you say that the big shift to digital, some of it's got to do with the trackability, the tracking of what is working? Yeah, I think as as budgets and, and companies get a little tighter and, and everybody trying to kind of squeeze every penny that they can out of, you know, every dollar that they take in to make sure it's going to the right place. Um, I think when you start getting into the billboards or the radio or the TV, there's a lot less abilities to track. And I, I definitely think it, it definitely doesn't get the, the the pickup that you would expect, you know, or, 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 or want because, um, again, you, you you have to have a lot a budget to even sometimes deal in some of those spaces, right? They're, they're, they're not taking small, you know, deals to get started, which is, you know, difficult for the smaller startups, right? Sure. To even, even dabble in. And I know we wanted to kind of relate this to clients of ours in the past and, and, and real anecdotes and real stories. So we've worked with a lawyer and still do that is kind of, as, as my mother would say, a big Kanaka. Hmm. And, and we have them here. For those of you that don't know, we're out of Winter Springs in Central Florida. There's uh, not too far you could go, probably about a mile and a half before you see a lawyer billboard. And there's a reason for that. Now, to me, the big ones, the best ones, have a website on there, or at least a phone number. There's a few real vain guys that don't have anything. Right. They, they just they, have their name. Just the name. Just the name. <laughs> they assume they're you that. You know who what we are. Fame. Yeah, you know what we do. And to be honest, though, when Morgan & Morgan does that, I think they're okay. Because right. that name is so big. So the lawyer we worked with, again, and he wasn't local, was doing billboards all over the city, was doing TV ads, some, a lot of radio. Mm -hmm. but promotional products? Oh my God, promotional products, pens, koozies, his, tailgate stuff, his anything. name pretty much showed up everywhere. If there was a bar, there was probably something there with his name on it. And one of the things that always resonated with us was how much he still cared with all that money he was throwing against the wall. 10 times what he was spending, he was spending 10 times more on, on outside stuff offline than he was online, but he was very focused on what was happening in the website. The website conversions, because it was all about driving that traffic to the website, if they're not going to call the phone number right off the billboard, then the website is what's going to get them to that lead. What do you need? What's a lead? Okay, so a lead is going to be their name and either their email, phone number, or all three. And really marketing is about a lead in its essence, right? Whether it's that billboard, whether it's the pay-per-click ad online, you got to get something out of it. And each business has different ways to get a hold of people. So we're talking billboards, we're talking radio and TV. Those are the three most expensive methods 
of marketing out there and they're all offline. So online kind of opens up this whole avenue where you can do a lot of different things. So I want to transition to one of the most popular offline marketing pieces, direct mail. Right. So direct mail apparently has about a 43% share of total local retail advertising for retail. Retail. 43% share would be direct mail for retail. That's pretty interesting. Does that include newspapers? I mean, well, direct mail is a little different. So a newspaper doesn't go in your mailbox. Right. That's what I was just wondering. I, th- I think retail, I think like, you know, your corner stores, your Best Buys, your oh, Targets. But you nailed it. The newspaper is still getting like a 60% okay. return okay. off people with retail establishments. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, bit. it's huge. Yeah. Newspaper is still a thing. It's still yeah. happening. People are still spending their money marketing to newspapers because of how many people are going to get it. Well, you, you know what? What you're saying, though, and and even me as as somebody that that loves Amazon or maybe Newegg for going shopping, you know, we we were looking to purchase some monitors for here in the office, and I, I went to Office Max, but I didn't search monitors. I went to their, you know, sale ads page. Yeah. Because I, I just wanted to see it in the in an ad format. I didn't yeah. have the ad necessarily sitting in front of me, but I felt a lot more comfortable flipping through a digital version of it yeah. than I did. Going through, uh, you know, I, I wanted to see it there. I wanted to see what they had it featured next to or what chair or what desk was around it. But it was just so interesting because I was more in tune with the probably the paper version than I am the digital. But yet I know I gravitate towards wanting to use Amazon most of the I time. I couldn't anyway. agree more because my, one of my favorite annual things is the Black Friday newspaper right. that you get with all the market. It, it's marketing. That's just straight print marketing. And the Toys R Us one to see what I can get for the nieces. Or you brought up a big one because I love buying office furniture and office supplies for Black Friday. Because like the chair is half off. But it is different to see it the way they've staged it Mm -hmm. in their print piece. And, And that's the control you get with marketing. Where you can make something beautiful the way you want. Or I'm sure many of you, wherever you are listening to this, you've been driving down a highway and seen a billboard for some sort of pest control company. And some of the ones that are really tongue-in-cheek and funnel have a huge roach on it mm-hmm. or something to really get that emotional reaction going. And that's what marketing can do. Now, no matter what you're doing, whether it's going to be the TV ads, the radio ads, if you're not targeting, getting your website involved with it, you're going to be missing what's happening next year and the year beyond. If 50% of marketing is digital in 2019, that number is only going to continue to shift in 2020, 21 and beyond. More people are consuming data on their phones than ever before. And we need to figure out ways as business owners to get our information to them. Right. Uh, offline and, and online are, are, are different touch points at different points, probably in, in your sale. You talk about the lead and everything like that. And and it digital is important, but sometimes, yeah, you get that, that flyer, you get that letter you get something from a a business or a company that really kind of gives you a oh who are these guys and then you look at them and maybe they're ranked you know on google maybe they're you know maybe if you were to search for them as a brand maybe they don't even show up in the first second or third page so normally you probably wouldn't find them or maybe they're they're not as reviewed uh, as as heavily on maybe Angie's list for for a service business or something like that, but because maybe that that piece of paper show at my door, I did a research on them. I, I looked at them. They offer something that that I need, you know, for 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 maybe the business or the house. You know, it's it's wild how you know I rely on both to kind of connect and and 
you know, I, I wouldn't just trust one. I almost want, I want to see, you know, I want to see the offline. I want to see how the truck shows up when they, they right. show up at my door. I want to see the paperwork that they do or how they invoice me. I want, you know, it all kind of comes together, right, in terms of like the online and the offline in terms of my experience. Just because they have a pretty website doesn't necessarily sell me on, you know, again, my entire experience with them. So. Yeah, you, you brought up two big things there. I mean, you, you mentioned a letter coming to the house and, and we've had some contact with a very successful marketing company here in Orlando that that's their specialty and, and they'll work with a lot of automobile companies. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure many of you have seen the one where you get the, the scratch off or the fake key, bring it in. That's not what this company does. That's what other companies do. And some of them had great results with some of that. But this company geared personalized letters that look just like a letter you'd receive from a friend and use that strategy and approach to get people in the door. And it worked to the tune of millions of dollars in sales, not hundreds. I mean, we're talking big dollars for big companies. Different things work for different types of businesses. But what's beautiful about marketing is there's a little bit of it that's, uh, what do you what do you say, try and fail type mm-hmm. scenario. Um, how many of us have watched the Super Bowl ads with great excitement to see the best ones or conversely, the terrible ones right. that, that just completely miss the mark. Marketing, now some people may be losing their jobs over that, but on the whole, those companies, those big companies can typically survive a bad marketing sweep. Just like some of a small business, if you're in that 10% range and you're doing it appropriately, one bad campaign is not going to take you down. Yeah, but but maybe that, but you're saying, which would be 100% true, but maybe that one campaign that you did throw out the wall, you know, really does pay dividends. Maybe again, you, you, you diverted some of the money to go in a different direction that, that you know, you, you maybe heard about or, or just dabbling in. And maybe that billboard does all of a sudden get the phone ringing. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, if you didn't have it before and things change, you know, but, but maybe it does also, it, maybe it is though where it's a supplementary thing as well. So, you know, but maybe that billboard works for one pest control company, but doesn't work for the other That's one. That's true. And it, it could be everything from the message to, again, the right place at the right time to the right exit or the right fact that maybe there's a lot of traffic. You know, we're, we're, you're, there's so many different, but it's like, I can't say, Hey, Craig, I know a billboard's going to work for you. Exactly, and that's and that's really where the the you know it's there's so many options and choices, but that you're you're really not limited, and and that's where that ten percent budget really should allow you to have some sort of flexibility there. And it, it, that budget itself tells you what you can and can't do. And and to bring this home for a lot of our uh, listeners would be on the small business side, where a TV ad or a billboard might not even really be in the annual. Mm. budget. And that's okay. There's still things you can do. There's things you could do on a guerrilla standpoint, guerrilla marketing, whether you have a sign flipper out there by your retail establishment, sending those letters to your clients. There's a lot of different things you can do that doesn't mean you have to somehow come up with the three, four, and $5,000 that you would need just to get a billboard up for one month. So we don't want you to feel kind of the intimidation factor because offline marketing is everything that's not on a computer. And it doesn't have to be the things you think you can't afford. If you're able to kind of put your business together, whether you're, I know we talked about this a lot, whether you're selling the sandwiches or whether you're a big, huge store, if you can figure out how to carve some dollars out for marketing, offline has a place. And the best use of it is in conjunction with any of your online marketing tie it in together. That means either drive them to the website, use the website to promote an ad, use the ads to promote the website, 
figure out the ways that you get your customers and you get your sales. And it's all about a cohesive unit. You, you said something about a truck showing up, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'll use the, the example of a moving company. If a moving company that you went on the website and you know their branding, and then they show up and they're in a, a, a rental truck, that might affect you differently right. than, if, than the branded truck. I didn't think I hired Hertz to show up. I hired XYZ Moving. There, there's that's marketing. That truck itself, that it, someone had to spend money to get that logo and that phone number on the side of the truck. That's cohesive marketing. It's your brand. But right, and and think about how much some of those brands pay to get their their logos on their their large trucks or yeah. updated. And thousands but, of dollars. But how many of them do you see around? Right, we we have our typical ones that we see. Whether it's even you know, delivery trucks or, or, um, or moving companies all, all over, you know, I mean, you, you can name them because you see them and that's good marketing, which is good branding. It's, it's an offline thing, but now it's a moving billboard, which is nice for them. But now it's, that speaks to, to their business. If they were probably renting U-Haul trucks, they actually might save a couple bucks. I don't know. I can't speak. Well, and but, then maybe or, they would. But, and maybe you don't even put anything on the side of the truck, even cheaper, right? And you don't have to upkeep it. You don't even have to clean it because you don't have to, you know, nobody really is now going to, you know, put two and two together. But now that you have it there, imagine, again, how much that pays for in the future that maybe it's not necessarily a hard cost ROI that you can necessarily, you know, check off or, or figure in. But how many times is seeing that truck over and over again do you go, well, it's time for me to move and you see that brand. Who are you going to call? You, yeah. Or are you going to even take into account as a company right. because you, you, you know them because you, you. The biggest companies in each industry, it's not just moving, it, it's tech, it's all of them have incredible branding and marketing. There, it just doesn't work otherwise. The biggest bank you can think of markets, whether it's a billboard, whether it's a commercial, there, there's a reason for that. And, you know, figuring out the balance for you as a small business owner or someone starting a business from scratch between offline and online can be great. Uh, online may make more sense early to save some bucks, but there's always going to be, whether it's that poster you put in the front of your store or something you hand someone, a business card, there's going to be offline marketing in your life. So that's kind of how we want to come together toward the end of this episode. Of course, there's going to be some trivia because why? Because we said so. And TastyTriviaOrlando.com sort of sponsors this trivia in concept. So I Want Business is brought to you by today. Why not? Tasty Trivia. www.TastyTriviaOrlando.com. Find a fun live trivia event that you can hang out and win some great stuff on TastyTriviaOrlando.com. Take it away, Brian. Well, you know, I put together trivia. And luckily, I am prepared because... Sometimes you guys steal one of my trivia questions. I did that today. It's a skill. It was a steal, but I was prepared. And um, I'll be honest with you. Hopefully, these are not difficult, but not too easy. I've got a feeling that they might be, a couple of them might be kind of easy. We'll see. But to make it a little bit easier on you guys today, it's all going to be multiple choice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Three multiple choice questions here. David loves that. All right. So we'll start off with this one. So according to a survey that was conducted by Hinge Marketing, what was found to be the second most popular way that helped businesses obtain leads? Okay. Would it be direct mailers, speaking engagements, or cold calling? The second most. The second most. You don't want the first most. No, not the first. I want the second most. This is going to be tough. I do want to say I know that I'm going to struggle through this, and I always say this, but there is a real win-loss. We're, we're 17 episodes in. 
I think it's 15 one and one is my record. I think mm. I've lost once I th- to you. I think you 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 didn't carry a decimal properly. <laughs> no, right. Brian has it on his phone. It says 15 one and one. There was a tie. Did and you, I'll give that to you. There was a tie, but there was a tie. There is a tie. I'm, yeah. It's definitely not 15 one and one. A. B. The reason why it's on his phone is because you texted that to him. Folks, and just, it doesn't sound like he has the real record because I had the real numbers for you. 17 episodes, 15 plus one plus one. He, David's got nothing. It's 100% wrong. I think it's more like 10 wins for you, Craig, but not 15. I mean, well, all right, let's just move on. This is this. Have is, you already forgot the choices? We'll have to look. Oh, I wrote this up. it. Okay, I wrote the one I want. Okay, yeah. well, what did you? Uh, choose? Oh, okay, we're doing it one at a time. Okay. Sure. I wrote. Don't look just over. show it to him. Just show it to I him. Got, I wrote cold call. I wrote, wrote direct mail. Well, that would be David then would win that because it is. Uh, uh, what's number yeah. one? Well, actually, actually, I, I'm sorry. Both of you are wrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's speaking hey. engagements. Hey. It's speaking engagements. engagements. So what? How do those rank? Uh, uh, direct mailers, uh, engagements, and cold calling. So cold calling was last. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Cold calling is the worst. Yeah. yeah. I thought speaking engagement was the worst. No. <laughs> no. Th- no. We looked no. up no, some it, of the same stuff and yeah. I didn't, it didn't go in. Okay. So we're, we're flat. There you we're go. are flat. flat. Zero, 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 zero. So um, direct mail is, of course, one of the most effective methods of offline marketing. Number one. So which one of these is not a good tip to use for effective direct Mail. Okay. Not. 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 Not good. No. So when it comes to sending out your direct mail. No, no, no. Make it look businesslike. Use an oversized postcard or include a web address and social media address to drive traffic to websites. Which oh one dear. of those is not an no. effective tool? Not an effective tool. Not an effective tool. I, I'm upset already because I don't think I... This is that's tough this is, because this is tough. I can fight for why you can fight for all of them. every one of them is just not good. Yeah. Or it could be not. But this good. is according to the hinge media. He said he had a source. This is a different one. But this is a different, different one, yeah. but it's also a source. It's sourced. Right. All right. What'd you write? I wrote oversized card. See, I wrote I was gonna write oversized card. I wrote the business, the first one, business like. You would too, be correct, Craig. Too because businessy. You want to make it personal. personal. Not that, but we that's said where, that. We said that. We said that. But that's where an oversized card could also look unpersonal. Oh my god! Oversized is like a huge thing. They keep sending them. They're so big, and that's why because you actually pay attention. to No, it. I don't. Well, I just it's use the it. first thing it's I throw out. It's great. It's, it's great because it's it's like a tray to carry the rest of the and, drunk and, mail. And some of the, the things garbage. I look at, what the they garbage. tell you to do is, if I mean, they would love you to for recycle. you to do something that makes your product stand out. Correct. So a lot of times you want to send a letter. The problem with that is, and maybe even put something in there that makes your package bulky. But the problem with that is, then people have to physically open stuff. Right. So that's why a postcard is something that they say is a lot better. But you don't want it to just look like an average postcard. No, because then they so throw it away. That's why then it's an oversized postcard, and you could, especially but if you personalize it. So, but no. too business like also screams like, what? If I sent you something with crayons, nobody's going to use it. No, but what they're saying is they want you to write like a personal message or if you exactly. actually wrote the address well, or something well, down. You, you kind of struck on something though. There's a big difference between direct mail that has your address and name on it right. than direct mail that doesn't. Right, just right. A, a blank card. two different price yeah. points there for, for the cost for the person marketing. And also for me, if something doesn't have my name on it, that's probably getting thrown mm-hmm. away the quickest. You, you don't think though that when something like shows up, like I don't know, like I get a random like, "Hey, you should use Celebrity Cruise Lines," and it has my name. I go, "How'd they get my name?" They bought it. Right. I mean, maybe one to nothing. Well, since I only have one more question, we don't have a tiebreaker, so it comes down to this: Either Craig's going to win, or it's going to be a tie. Mm-hmm. Craig's going to win. All right. So this this is a this is a beauty right here. All right. 
So some companies have started using Bluetooth beacons to send push notifications when shoppers either enter a business or are near it. Okay. So they can offer them special deals or they can earn reward points. Minority, Minority report. report. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, there's Felt some, it. there's a cool local business in Missouri that's actually, uh, uh, it's a beer factory basically. So when you're near it, it says, Hey, why don't you come by, have a drink, you know, you can get Love 10% that. off, yes, whatever, you know, different things like that. But there's also larger companies that are using it like mall regulars, companies like American Eagle and Macy's okay. even do that as well. Now the customer does have to sign up to uh, be notified using an app. Now, what app does Macy's and American Eagle partner with, along with some other companies, when it comes to this app where they get these push notifications? Uh-oh. Now, here are the choices I'll give you. Okay. One of these is a real app. Two of them are not. Oh, dear. Oh, I might oh, know what dear. the real app is, though. Or it's the real one in this case, because I made up the other two, but who knows if they're oh, real or not. Yeah. Okay. This so, could be bad for is me. It, I'm gonna... Is it Reward Zone, Shopkick, or Market Sphere? Which oh, no. is the app... That Macy's and American Eagle and some other companies work with. You sign up for that, and then you get a push notification when you go into that business you or you're near it. Hold on, them up. Okay, so name them again: Reward Zone, Shopkick, Market Sphere. I, I, this is tough. I already know the tiebreaker. Well, first of all, he, we could both get it wrong, and then I'd win. And then you correct. Win. You made two of them up. That makes it I hard. Did. That makes it hard because now I'm really not playing. I spend way too much time. No, on this I have no idea the answer, but I'm trying yeah. to use my like. All right, I know Brian for a while. What seems like he's he would come working up with, with it? There's a there's a there's one I, in there I, I immediately think, removed because I knew he. I thought he came up with it. But no, it but that's what I it. wrote. But oh. that's what I wrote. See, I thought he came up with that one. Craig, we'll what see. did you write? I wrote I wrote Shopkick. And what did you write, David? Market Sphere. It would be Shopkick. Is the right answer? Shopkick is the right answer. Oh, I used the reasoning skills. <laughs> See, I knew I knew reward zone was something that he would have made up. Right. I could hear him coming up with that. <laughs> I, I had a hard Just time coming I know up him. with the third one. Pretty I wanted to use a different with... kind of word, so I was thinking market, and I go, oh, market, market sphere. sphere. I like you that wrote name. market sphere. I, I know you did. That's yeah, a, we need to trademark these names. That's an absolute <laughs> drubbing We're doing of it right a two now. to zero. You didn't get any right. I don't think two to nothing. Good thing I'm. And I'm going to write the record. Partner 16, in a digital. One and one. That's not true. Well, we don't have any evidence to the contrary. We have evidence that you're wrong. He wasn't able don't to come up with the number. Don't make me go back and listen. All but if you were at 10, have... this would at least be 11. Oh my God. That is true. So did, let's write 16. I didn't 16, know this, I, I at least to this. I think Craig does have to be 11. Numbers. No, like as, 11. We'll go 11. It's, it's definitely not 11. Tough to we'll say go that, 11, five, and two. There's probably two ties. You're just making things up now. We also were at a very different point where we were doing the scorings remember well we're very happy to have you back after our hiatus we talked a lot about offline marketing coming up in our next episode we're going to talk about business networking so make sure you subscribe you can hit us up on itunes stitcher you can email us at uh remind me podcast at iwantclarity.com that's the one and make sure you so I already said subscribe, but what's the other thing? Oh, we want reviews. We want reviews. We want to get a couple reviews okay. on iTunes. We'll take them only if you like what you hear. Now, also, if you can, if you really feel motivated to make a review and you reference the actual record that I've won, which we think is 16-1-1, I'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. That is a fact. Jack, thanks for listening. I want business. Uh, big thanks to Brian and podcasting done right. We'll see you next time.